now tuned in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. Hey, what's going on? Another episode of All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Ryan and Ian with you. Uh, you know, we're getting down to it here. What do we got today? Guilty pleasures. And what and what is what is this? Things that maybe you got made fun of for or your friends, you know. We'll get to that. Like. What, I, what I really want to know is what um, what is this episode? It's the final countdown oh boy <laughs> i had to do it uh, he paused it and said it was cheesy and i then, did and then and he wasn't lying i wasn't lying it goes with <laughs> the theme of the guilty pleasures is cheesy but uh yes yeah, so guilty pleasures and ian and i have a bit different philosophies on this um you want to explain yours first because it's more unconventional than what most people know is guilty I, pleasures. i guess so And I've been telling Ryan, (laughs) I don't really personally now in my life feel, have any like guilty things I listen to that I'm like, oh my God, you know? Um, So, but basically my list is things that I've listened to at points in my life where I would probably have caught some flack from my parents, you know, other family members, um, friends, or just people in general at school. Um kind of criticizing my listening and not only just what I was listening to, but what I was wearing at the time in association to the music. Cause again, we like, we talked about sure. go hand in so hand. This is more of like, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it rebellious, but like more just, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I've gotten bullied or whatever you want to call it, made fun of a lot, especially in school for some of my choices of things I listen to. So that's what I'm looking for. Because like the things that are on my list, I'm like embarrassed to be singing them in the car, in the shower, whatever. Like it's an embarrassing thing for me. I like them. I like the tracks. All these tracks you have to like. You're not putting them on the list because you don't like them and you want to make fun of them. Right. You know other people make fun of them and you're like, well, I still like them. I just don't like, yeah, I'm like, um, like the poppy stuff, which I'm sure like, you know, NSYNC, Basque Street, Boys, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sure. I just truly don't really like any of that. So <laughs> I can't put it on my list because I don't like it. So that's a problem that's, I ran No, into. and that's fine. Like, that's what I want. I wouldn't want you to put them on the list just because they're right. other people's guilty pleasures. It's got to be yours. Right. So that makes sense. So. Um, and then other than that, this after this last episode here, as Ian almost spits out soda, what are you doing, bro? I remember it, my first time it, like, I drank soda. Fountain down my <laughs> chin. That was weird. Um, so after this, we are taking a week off because we will be at Louder Than Life um, Festival in Louisville, Kentucky. And if you want more information about that festival, here you go. Louisville, Kentucky, Louder Than Life returns September 27th through the 29th. Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Expo Center with Guns N' Roses. Slipknot. Disturbed. Rob Zombie. Godsmack. Marilyn Manson. Plus, Stain and Ice Cube. Go to louderthanlifefestival.com for all ticket and lineup information. Louder Than Life. So yeah, that's what we're doing uh, next weekend. We're going to go there. We've got some media passes. Thank you, Danny Wimmer Presents, for those. And we're going to interview some some really cool 
uh, bands of all different styles, whether it be rock, metal, rap, whatever. It's a very eclectic bill, so it'll be it'll be a fun time. We got some things lined up already, and more to come. Uh, hopefully, as the days go by here. And Are we allowed to announce any of those things? No. I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> be a know? surprise? Yeah, definitely. All but, surprises here. Yeah. Well, that's what we got to do. You know, you, you got to reel in the listener a little bit. They don't want to open the present before uh, Christmas, you know. So, um, anyways, let's get let's get to the list here. So, uh, the final countdown, Guilty Pleasures. What is your number 10? Should we switch it up and you do your number 10 first? I could do my number 10 first. Let's switch it up. All For right. The last one, let's switch it up. Yeah, that was my really bad... Uh, <laughs> Vinyl, how'd you uh, how'd you learn that were you a dj once oh yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> all right so then we'll switch it up my number 10 is jojo leave get out So when the song came out, uh, I was, uh, I got to say, I was probably 15. She was 17. She was a oh. child actress slash pop star at the time. This was her one big hit. Like she was one of those one hit wonders. Not necessarily like a Mandy Moore, because I think Mandy Moore had more than one popular song, but she was like in that category. Um, and this was the era that MTV would always have their morning music videos and I would always get pumped when hers came on not cuz like I really liked the song but like so I would like listen to like the same the same uh songs that came out in that era were like uh Crawling by Linkin Park Linkin Park and uh uh Hashpipe by Weezer like that type of of music so I, those were the videos that were out and then when hers came on I was like damn who's this hot girl you know she's oh boy she's real cute and stuff I was like I'm just gonna watch the video because she's super cute oh boy so I watched it and then uh kind of started following her after that because I was like yeah she's just really hot and she's got a nice voice and she ended up uh she was one of the main characters in this movie called RV with uh uh oh what's the guy's name Steve Martin um, so it was like, I watched that cause she was in it and like, whatever. It was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, she's really cute. And to this day, she's not bad looking. She's probably like, you 30, still keep up with her? No, no. But I had to put this on the list because that's just what it reminded me. I was like, what pop song that was like really girly was I like jamming out to? And this was it. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's cheesy as hell. It's embarrassing as hell. That's why it's on the list. Like, you roast me if you want. You know that's the point of this. I'm this not gonna countdown. roast you. I like it too. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I guess we're both uh, and, you know, uh, guilty in that one. I ain't guilty. Well, if hey, you man. like it, you're guilty. I'll pull up to the Walmart with this plan. Will right you now. though? I will. All right. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 Might put that one to the test. And the, wait a minute. The Walmart. You, yeah. You're a Walmart shopper. No, not really. You just. Uh, <laughs> you know, back when I was single. Ah. I'd go to the speedy checkout you know, line. And all the hot girls were at Walmart, man. I'd go to the speedy checkout line and help the girls out with the groceries. Mm. <laughs> it's all making sense. And then you play this, man. All making about sense. It. All right. Well, that's uh, that's my story behind my number 10. What is your number 10? Uh, Juice World Candles. 
I'm not sure I don't know if it's because my heart hurts or if I'm insecure Baby, you're not her My last girl had me so fucked up it was a blacked out blur Maybe you jump first It's a long way to hell, I ain't really tryna lead this earth Baby, do your worst I've come to the conclusion you can kill me if I kill you first I've been through the ringer Tryna put a diamond ring on her finger She love drama, she be watching Jerry Springer Next thing you know, we all on Jerry Springer she love drama. She be watching Jerry Spring. <laughs> what an interesting song. Um, so this song for me, like you know, back a couple years ago, really not even that long ago. Um, you know, like the SoundCloud rappers and all that was becoming a thing, but it was kind of like not a good thing no. to like this type of stuff. But I was sitting there bumping it, and now it's big. Now everybody listens to Juice World. They love Juice World. But I was listening to it when it first came out, and it was like super not popular because dudes sure. were like, "Oh," and I'd play it at the club and stuff all the time, and I'd catch a little bit of flack for it from my friends and people at the club. But I was like, oh, "Just watch, dude. This this shit's gonna blow up." Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was a little bit, you know, couple, you know, not even that long ago self-conscious of it sure i guess so that's why i don't know so i guess that's a really rare case of something that had a stigma turning into something popular so like that doesn't happen very often if something has a stigma it usually stays that way well it's just the whole you know soundcloud soundcloud clout rap imagine like like Lil uzi vert is another prime example sure but imagine like icp all of a sudden being popular right that's that would be weird Right. So that's like that's why I say it's so rare cuz usually something that's like that. Well, you know, know what's interesting or like is Nickelback is being... these guys <laughs> these guys kind of brought like um like lately like you know like how skinny jeans and all that shit is cool, man. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school wearing that shit no, you know, I got messed with all the time. Oh, well, how do your nuts fit in your pants? Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Well, and if sure, I had a dollar there are people every that, time I heard there that. There are people that still say that though. But it's you not know as what? Common. But it is a super mainstream thing now, and sure. all the younger people do it. And um, Guess you know, and these person. guys kind of <laughs> like you know made it more. But that yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, I is, get what you're it saying. It wasn't cool, and even like a couple years ago, it wasn't cool to wear skinny jeans. And you know what though? Black. I will take skinny jeans over pants falling off the waist all day. Yeah. That's a personal preference. Let's not go back to the early 2000s. Yeah, like show me your butt show me your boxers man like no that's that's pretty especially uh, when they'd be out here wearing <laughs> ratty walmart boxers sure exactly <laughs> it's like you're showing people what you're shopping for all right uh cool i'm not used to me going again for number nine but here's number nine is the b-52s love shack
so <laughs> I started listening to that song when I was really little because, you know, they played at weddings and, in my case, bar and bat mitzvahs and all that stuff. So, like, I heard that song from a very young age and not knowing really why the guy is so, you know, boisterous in it and so uh, outgoing, I guess, lack of a better term, I really thought it was cool. I was like, man, this dude's going in. Like, I, it wasn't like going in like a rapper going in, but like he's like no holds barred, just singing his heart out. And she's she sounds pretty spunky, you know. And this is a cool song because it's like, you know, sounds like something you could dance to, something you could like hang out and, and party to. So got into it uh, early on. I don't really know any other B-52 songs. Um, but that's the popular one anyways. And then once I started to figure stuff out, I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense why it's being played in all the gay clubs and all of those things and yeah. the discos and stuff. But that doesn't make me like it any less at all. I just, it's a cool song. I always like hearing it at the special events that I mentioned. So that's why it's my number nine. Do you like that song? Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. It makes me want to get We're out not- my rum. This is not good. We're supposed to be like making fun of each other. <laughs> Maybe I uh, can't help it, dude. Yeah, I know. I like what I like. Hey, well, we still got plenty of songs left. Yep. So don't worry, I'll give you plenty of opportunities to make fun of me. I'm sure. Uh huh. No, oh, yeah, I've got them in the bank, ready to go. <laughs> so, all right, man. Uh, what? Are, so then, number nine for you. Uh, accent. That's my name. <laughs> So this song is probably even chalked up to my uh, early introduction of what would be called electronic dance music. Okay. Um, back in high school, um, my friend Brett and I, my best friend Brett and I, I don't know why, but this is one of our songs we jammed out to and like Dead Mouse and stuff. He was Italian, so it makes sense why he likes this. Sure. But uh, um <laughs> Yeah. Is that what this is, Italian? I was having a hard yeah. time figuring it out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this would probably be the considered something that like... The beat sounds very familiar. I, I think there's a beat that's also extremely similar to it that's used in electronic music. Moombaton. Yeah. Moombatron, something like that. There's one that... So yeah, there's a... It's got very commonalities to it with other things. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not terrible. It's not something I'd listen to on, on a regular basis, but it's not like embarrassing or anything. Um, just new and different. That's I all. mean, back in high school, though, I mean, 2010, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, it'd probably be pretty weird because, you know, everybody is like, oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm sure if you're on the bus listening to this on your headphones and then someone was like, hey, man, oh, they'd be like, what the to? fuck is this? They'd be like, yeah, just. So that's kind of, yeah. Like, like well, get out of here, bro. Exactly. Yeah. But luckily it's 2019 and we don't, we're not in high school anymore. Right. Thank God. Um, <laughs> my number eight is TLC No Scrubs. 
So TLC is early to mid 90s, really good, just R&B music. And my introduction to them was through my mom, who, you know, was a single mother with me growing up. And nothing says strong women like TLC. You know, everything they write about is like independence and, you know, not not wanting these trash dudes getting in there. There wasn't any inboxes in the time, but trash dudes just getting in their business and and, uh, you know, that's, it was cool. Cause I was like, oh, all right. Well, I, I remember, I remember being like six or seven and I, you remember those giant stereo systems you'd have in your house, just like a big, uh, you know, uh, I still got one. Do you? Yeah. And it had like six CDs or eight CDs and it's got a cassette player and all this stuff and speakers. And I remember like, I was just going through my mom, my mom's CD collection and I put it in and I'm like, mom, what's a scrub? And I was so young, she was like, oh, you know, that's not a nice word. We're not going to talk about that right now. It's like, oh, okay. But, you know, it, it's, it's a really cool song. I like it a lot. TLC is you either love them or you hate them. Um, R.I.P. Left Eye. She's still, you know, I still remember that day that she passed away. But uh, they, I think they still perform. I know I've seen them on like. They do. I don't know if it was like a, a game show or something. I'm pretty sure they but, do. Yeah. So I love TLC. I don't know. You like TLC? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Stop liking my shit. Uh, well, that's my that's my number. What are we on eight? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's your number eight. So, what's your number eight? Oh boy, my number eight is probably gonna be Migos Versace. Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Luminati. I, I, I know that you like it. Versace, my neck and my wrist is so sloppy. Now, see, this is what I was trying to aim for. Because Ryan, <laughs> Ryan is over here laughing. I know he's got something to say. Of course. I, I think anybody with ears would have something to say. They say the same word for 40 seconds. Versace, Versace? Uh, why? Why do I like it? I, I just that's like, not, why just, just why that's a whole existential question like <laughs> why I don't know but it's hella lit oh uh, the like beat's it. sweet I'll give the whoever produced that song Dude, good for you the Migos are so damn advanced and is it the Migos or is it Migos Migos you just said the Migos well like has it that's like me saying you know what if you had oh, one man. what if you had one Migo would it be the Amigo would it be Amigo <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, dad jokes galore um yeah i don't uh i don't like it <laughs> you know, i love I it man i got nothing else to say other than that just uh, imagine just doing a song where every single word is a clothing brand like you know hey they did another one called hannah montana and let me guess, it goes hannah montana hannah montana montana hannah montana something like actually that. yeah uh, of course it does and they make I like the more Migos, money than man. us. Uh, so there are some people out there that just are lacking brain cells, man, that eat that shit up, but whatever. 
I, I listen. They had that song "Bad and Bougie" that I I enjoyed. Oh my that. god, that's their worst one. Because well, it's probably that's you don't so like it's the most popular. That's so cliche for you to say. Of that. Of course it is. But I I enjoyed that. But that was it. That's all I really paid attention to them for. And this doesn't make me want to listen to them anymore. <laughs> Man, well this is <laughs> early. This is early Migos. Oh, I'm sorry. So Very like, early. Like six months ago. <laughs> They've only been around a couple years. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that was our first true dud, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to switch it up here. My number seven is Newfound Glory, All Downhill oh, no. from Here. That's pop punk. When we talked about our pop punk episode, that is straight up pop punk anthem. I don't know, man. What do you mean? What do you don't know? What do you not know? Uh, newfound glory, dude. What about them? Overrated. Oh no, <laughs> not at all. They paved the way for so many bands. Like they came out way earlier than a lot of these other ones. Uh, they did. Seriously, like early two thousands. I remember. Um, I bought the CD. There's like a girl and a guy wrestling on the cover, like play playfully wrestling, and then there's this the song called uh, "My Friends Over You," and that's when I got hooked on them. My friends so, over you. So whiny. It's very whiny, and I usually hate whiny, but I really like what they do. I don't know why. Like it's hide. a very emasculating song. All of their stuff is, but I enjoy them in particular. I've seen girls listen to this, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. My band said yesterday because we actually got offered to play a scene, sh- another scene band uh, show. They said that that playing scene shows, even as a modern rock group, is the perfect way to garner a female fan base. Would you agree with that? Uh, a lot of chicks listen to listen to that stuff, I so they guess, go to these shows and then. I don't want to get your demographics pretty I mean, well uh, balanced. A fan base is a fan base, and eventually it'll grow on its own. But both demographics, if you're doing sure. stuff right, but I guess maybe I just never had that problem to have to think about that. Well, it's not. A, <laughs> I don't a know problem why. per se. I it's mean, it, like, if it's if it's not a problem, then why are you worried about it? I'm not. That was just mentioned to me that that if you play scene shows, there's I a mean, lot of females at scene shows. There's a lot of coontails too. I don't know what that is. You Enlighten know what a me. Coontail is no. Then you shouldn't even be allowed to go. To <laughs> well, what is it? Know. Tell me what it is. Coontail is like. How do I explain a coontail? I don't know. It's like a raccoon tail that they clip in their hair. What? Or like at the back of their. Pants. I've seen it raves. They clip actual raccoon tails to their. You butts. know where that came from? No. The scene kids, because all scene kids turn into electronic EDM. Yeah, kids. you're right. You're right. And there's hella girls at EDM raves and stuff, so I guess that makes sense. But uh, I mean, I guess there are. Oh, it depends where you go. I'm not talking like Akron, I'm not like Pittsburgh. Yeah, There's a big difference. Um, yeah, Newfound Glory. I love them. Apparently, you don't like them. So be it. 
Still not as bad as Versace right now. That's still the, the leader in the clubhouse, in my opinion. Okay, uh, we're on your number seven. Um, my number seven is Toro Y Moy Girl Like You. So apparently, and I forgot that um, this was in my pop countdown. That's but okay. it made it made my guilty pleasures um, countdown for a reason. This reason is one of my ex girlfriends. I will not name names. Do I know this one? Yes. Okay. Um, told me for whatever reason that she hated this song, never to play it again, ever. <laughs> and um, so. But I, I basically said "fuck you," Sounds and played it all the time right. anyway. Well, she was. But anyway, I'm not gonna talk about it. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I played the fucking thing anyway because I do what I want and mm. I listen to what the hell I want to listen Respect to. Respect my authority. Exactly. And um, you know, and it's just silly, silly to ask your significant other not to listen to something. But anyway, so I felt guilty every time I listened to it, and that's why it's like a guilty pleasure. It's funny that you say it's silly to ask. To, it's silly to tell your significant other not to play a song, but I can't tell you how many times I ask my wife to turn off the country music. So. Yeah, but asking and like <laughs> straight up being like, don't play this. Yeah. There's without, a you know. Sure. And did she have a, a reason other than she didn't her, like it? So her reason was that apparently an ex that she had oh. associated the song with her and blah, blah, blah. But my point is, it's you're not your the ex. ex. You're the next. Exactly. Yeah. So I, what, yeah. you know, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think at this point, if the very unlikely chance that she listens to this, she would know who you're talking about. Who knows, man? You never she know. She might be listening. Very, she probably is yeah, listening. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. So there you go. Ouch. Now you heard Now it. we've got a roast. Now it's real. <laughs> um. Okay, so number six. We're flying by this. Well, let me see. Open the list here. Number six is Baby Metal Line. He's got no fucking idea. Dude, I wish they recorded more music like that hip-hop stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's super like, common that they do that. but It's really good. Yeah, so that's off their first album. Um, it's just fun. They do a lot of EDM, hip-hop, metal combinations. Metal's obviously their main format, baby metal. But 
um, ever since I discovered them and I'm like, oh my God, there's these little girls that sing, they're Japanese, obviously, and they sing to like brutally heavy metal instrumentals and the band is lit too. Like they're really good, good live. I've seen them twice now live. Um, and funny story about that, because I've been such a fan of baby metals throughout the years of five years now, um, I've memorized most of their lyrics, not knowing what the hell I'm saying. Marie would know. I have no idea what I'm saying. Are they Japanese? Japanese. Yeah. Oh yeah, she would definitely. So know. yeah, but I, I I would be in like at Rock on the Range. They played there twice, and I remember being in the middle of the crowd and you know all the testosterone and whatever, and I'm straight up singing the Japanese words, and I got these giant dudes looking at me like, what the fuck? What is this kid on? Like <laughs> serious. And then they would go into a major breakdown, and I'd be like, yeah, what now, sucker? And most people come away like listening to them like, man, I really like them. Some people just don't like them. Um, but I really do enjoy baby metal. So uh, I don't know. Do you listen to baby metal? Not really. Do you know anything about them? Not really. So yeah, they're, they're a part of what I know they're is, Japanese. Yeah, or, so well, it's like J-pop foreign. mixed with metal. And right. there's a specific word for it. And I can't remember what it's called. But they're kind of the biggest. There's a couple other groups that are very similar. Um, they're kind of the biggest of them. They sold out the Tokyo Dome, which is like 200,000 people. It's insane. Like if you go on YouTube and type in Baby Metal Tokyo Dome, it's just more people that I've ever seen watch like Taylor Swift. It's just nuts. Um, so like I, they're really popular over there. And then when they come over here, they're pretty decently popular as well. And they, are, they were like groomed from a very young age to do this. Like I don't know if it was record labels or whoever that were like, okay, you three, it's three girls. Uh, the one just quit and they brought in another one or something. But uh, three girls and they're like, all right, we're gonna have, we're gonna put you together with this metal band and you're just going to like eat, sleep, and breathe this all day every day. And this, you're not gonna go to school. You're just gonna do this. Like it's like intense. You could tell it works. Like everything's choreographed on stage too. It's not just like them up there singing. They're doing all kinds of crazy dance moves and even like doing like storylines and stuff like with props and everything. So it's pretty legit. Maybe you'll see them someday. So they keep coming around the circuit. So I like them. Uh, You're number six. Sleeping with sirens in case of emergency dial 411. So, um, for those who don't know, this is kind of known as the Weeb scene band. Yeah, Newfound Glory is not whiny compared to this. Uh, I disagree. That sounds like a girl. So does Newfound Glory. Mm, you can tell that's a dude. This one, I first listened to this song, I was like, oh, they have a girl singer. <laughs> like, Whatever, man. <laughs> anyway, so I had their shirts and stuff, you know, cruising around the hot topic. Then I go to like school and shit. And then, you know, all the testosterone flying up. Testosterone. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> testosterone. Got you. Flying around in the high school, man. Mm-hmm. And here I was, 
my uh, social collision pants, my sleeping siren shirts, and the aesthetic. You know, the aesthetic, the Converse, man, the DC backpack, the flat yeah. bill hat. How long did it take you to get ready to go to school? Well, I had to straighten my hair. Oh, my God. So, quite a bit, quite a long time. Um, Learning a lot today. <laughs> Told you, man. This is this is a little bit more personal one. This is when you had long hair. Yeah. Because for those that oh, don't yeah. know, Ian, on a personal level, I only knew you for like a year when you had long hair, and then you cut it to where it is now. Um, but I didn't Ian, even really associate either. It just was I was always around. Sure. And like he had he had uh, down to your shoulders at least. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. And it was very well well taken care of. A lot of these metalheads with long hair, like metalhead dudes with long hair, it's not. It's all like just gross. Yeah. So it was it was it was new for me because I was like, who's this kid with long hair? But it looks like it's all right. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, that was a a staple in high school too. And then, My so you know, I just always caught a lot of flack. Sure. And. uh yeah. Even this day, I mean, like, you're looking at me like, what the fuck is this? No, I, I mean, I'm trying to think in my high school of anybody, any men who had long hair, and there was, like, one or two, and they were generally outcasted because of their look, so. Yeah, and then especially, like, when they found out, cause when I was in school, I was playing in a metal band and stuff, and I just really did not associate with people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they found out I'm doing this band and stuff, and these People in my school had no fucking idea. And I played like battle bands or something mm-hmm. and just completely fucking killed it. Yeah. And then, it's not um, one of those then they're like, oh my God. And then I got for like two months straight. Oh my God, I didn't know you played drums. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden girls were interested mm-hmm. in me. And then, then you know, I didn't get make fun of anymore and but shit. But you know what? So it it's high funny. school, so it's all a grain of salt, but it's just shitty that it's like. Especially then you're like, why can't you just like me for me? Now You only like me now because you saw yeah. that I have, have some talent rather than just like coming up to right. me on a normal and day and trying to get be, to know me. Right, and people want to be associated with talented people because it's all clicky circles. Mm-hmm. And that's why like all like the preppy, you know, talented sports people that everybody knows because they hang their fucking banners up and go watch them and shit at the fucking football stadium or the basketball court. But the kids who are in other shit that are equally as talented, hell, I'd even go as far as to say even more talented. Well, I think that um, brings up another whole issue, which is just the arts in education. Yeah. And and problem. Problem is all these uneducated people at school come at you sideways when, so when they, but they don't really know anything about my 10 year high school reunion is this November. So I'm going, and it'll be interesting to see where a lot of those people right. landed. Now, my best friend and a couple other of my friends were some of those jocks. I had a very eclectic group of friends. So like, did I. Everybody, so everywhere. did I. Um, so I, you know, I know where they are. But like some of the people that, because I got picked on quite a bit too, and and I, it, I'm not like I'm not the type that's like, oh, I hope they're fucking working at McDonald's and whatever. Because high school is high school. It's just interesting. Yeah, it's just it'll interesting be, to see. It'll be interesting. Right, because like we all were, it doesn't matter if you were a jock or or uh, uh, art nerd, everybody was equally flawed in high school. Some just showed it more than others. Right. But everybody, we all had the same issues going on at the same time. Um, but back to the song, what I want to know is why is it titled... 
in case of emergency, call 411. Which I is could not tell you. <laughs> I have no informational uh, <laughs> you value wanna, on that. You might want to dial 411 for information then. Uh, Apparently emergency. Fun uh, fact. Maybe they dial, live in a different country. If you dial 811 in Ohio, I think it's 811, you can figure out where gas lines are if you want to dig. Really? Yeah. There's a big uh, advertisement at the Cleveland Indians ballpark, so that's why I remember that. Just a fun fact that has nothing to do with anything whatsoever. Okay, uh, where are we at? Uh, number five, Kid Rock. Ball with the ball, the bang, the bang. So disclaimer here, I hate Kid Rock as a as as any other song and I don't really hate him as a person, but I dislike him as a person because he's just one of those conservative southern he pretends to be southern, he's from fucking Detroit, but southern people. Um and uh he just has weird music. I mean props for hitting Pam Anderson, but you know, uh still dude, like I don't know. Ball with the ball was fun. Uh, around probably, I think it came out in like two thousand ninety nine. Um, I would go to my dad's house on the weekends, and I would uh, get uh, my boombox out. My I had a little boombox, and I was so bored, so I didn't know what to do. So I would just sit in my room and listen to WMMS ninety seven five, one zero six nine ninety two three before it was sports. So I would I would scroll around and try to hear songs that I was not allowed to listen to at my mom's house, because I you know I started at metal really young and there were certain things that I just when my mom found out because I lived with my mom there were certain things that she found out that was like okay this is not not appropriate for a eight year old and she's probably right but everything worked out wrong <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, one of these songs was Ball with the Ball, and it was on all the time on MMS, so I would always listen to it, and I was like, damn. And that was the first real breakdown I ever heard, that ba da ba ba da ba It's not boy. a breakdown, but it is in the it's sense like of, a, of a... Right, it's in the sense of, of, of musical structure. And when that part hits, even in like, you know, Tokyo Drift, when they're racing through that, develop, that development yeah. or construction, whatever, and that part hits, it's just a fun... Fun part so, to listen to. So your mom like thought that like Kid Rock was devil's music. I mean, not no, no, because it wasn't religious based like that. It was more it's just like not appropriate. Like because there was swearing in some some of these. Songs That's weird, and man. Stuff. My my parents raised me on like my life, Thrill Kill Cult, Prodigy, Orbital. Yeah, I wasn't as Orbital, fortunate. Now I did have I did have know. good you know. Uh, musical upbringing as far as like my stepdad kind of let me listen to some things right. on the side i remember he had his big old cd case i was just thinking about this the other day where he just kept all of his cds you know it's one of those things where you fold the pages and you see the cds i have that in my audi okay yeah because exactly. it doesn't because it doesn't have bluetooth it still takes right. all the cds right <laughs> so uh 
each CD has art on the CD, not just the cover, but the CD has right. art itself. And I would always listen to the CDs with the cool art because I knew if it had cool art, it was going to be good. It was going to be good. So whether it was White Zombie, that was always a, a staple for me, or yep. Nine Inch Nails, yep. um, those two were really good. There was a couple others in the. I think there was a Smashing Pumpkins uh, album in there that was in the mix. Um, so that's kind of how I got my exposure through that. Just that book case, and I started to be buy buy CDs myself. Um, but yeah, it was like there were certain songs where I knew I couldn't get away listening to them. And actually, this is really cool. I, I had a uh, uh, Vio. I think it was the computer company at the time. Do you know Sony. It Sony yeah, made the Vio. Sony Vio had Windows ninety five on ninety seven on it. And uh, came with a CD that was like Explore Music or something. And I would put it in. It was like a, a, a computer program. And you would pull up different genres and it would give you mixes or give you like a 30 second clip of each band. So, like, when I pulled up Metal, and, and so this is 97, keep in mind. So it had like Accept, Hell yeah, Anthrax, and uh, had Pantera on it. Did it. And that's when I heard Five Minutes Alone by Pantera, and I'm like, oh, this is. Li-. No, it wasn't Five Minutes Alone. It was uh, fucking hostile. Was Hell Yeah a thing back then? No. That's after. That's after. Because that's. Right. Vinny was in Pantera. Right. And yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. So, no, this was Pantera's prime. And, f- like I said, fucking hostile was on there. Oh, fucking hostile. And I listened <laughs> to it, and I'd be like, oh, he said fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like eight years old or whatever. Um, that's how that's how I kind of got away with hearing some of the things I wasn't normally allowed to listen to. Uh, that and uh, Napster. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> because, you know, you could just go on Napster and you could... The first song I ever downloaded on Napster, and I can't say illegally because this was before anybody cracked down, was uh, Down With The Sickness by Disturbed. Oh, my God. Uh, also so, did Gorillaz. Was that uh, Sunshine in a Bag? Is that what it's called, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, did that song. Yeah. There was a couple other songs that I was able to get my hands on that I wouldn't normally be allowed to listen to it. I, I hate Kid Rock, Disturbed, and Godsmack because I dated this girl, right? Sure. For quite a long time, and her her parents were got a little bit insane. And then oh, they what? had this basement, this bar, and they, they put like this club sound system in their basement. But all they would ever play was the same 40 songs on a loop <laughs> and it the 40 songs consisted consisted of breaking benjamin mm-hmm. godsmack mm-hmm. disturbed mm-hmm. and um what was that other one i said kid rock kid rock well you're naming some of my favorites by the way not disturbed oh, isn't exactly my, my favorite i'm a big fan of godsmack although i like their older Dude. stuff more you know how much it was awful waking up at eight in the morning. Well, I could see why that would Blaring. give you a, a, a kind of a PTSD towards those groups. I got more in PTSD <laughs> from that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I understand that. Um, and you play anything at eight thirty in the morning when I'm trying to sleep. Dude, it, like, they were there. Well, that that's another story. But yeah, they, they sure. were insane. Anyway. All right. That was a heck of a tangent, but we're good. That was my number five. So what's your number five? Um. Let's make it Breaking Benjamin Firefly.
ironically, this is one of the songs that they did not play. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All the time, um, which is good mm-hmm. for me. Author, I believe it's off of self-titled or off of um, We Are Not Alone. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, so um, why this is a guilty pleasure, because normally except everybody except for Ryan... Mm. Does not like Breaking Benjamin. It's like saying you not like, in my circle. It's like it's like saying you like Nickelback. No, see, no, not not in my circle, not for my knowledge. Because again, we've had this discussion, but Breaking Benjamin <laughs> is much more musically sound than Nickelback ever will be. Would you look at this photograph? Exactly. Breaking Benjamin doesn't have that song. Like they don't have that that cheesy, awful, memeable song <laughs> that Nickelback does. Um, and Nickelback is such a superficial it, group. All the lyrics are extremely superficial. He's going off right or, now. Yeah, because Breaking Benjamin. You know what? They're one of my top three. They're in my top three favorite bands of all time. You know so what? of course I'm going to be Breaking Benjamin. God smacked disturbed. It, and, and like now he's just doing this. Come on, purpose. man. Nope. Come on, man. Nope. I love. There's him. okay. Put it this way. Sure. The st- there's this guy at my work, and I think he listens to this. But he's the stereotypical type of guy that would listen to this stuff. Like butt rock is what. Is what it normally is referred I guess. to, but I don't really consider. Big but this Benjamin is what it. he plays all day at work. It's like okay. the same thirty, forty songs, kind of like what I was telling you earlier with my ex girlfriend's sure. parents. Well, he plays the same thirty, forty songs every day. I always give him shit about it, but it's Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Disturbed. Is it wait? Is it new or old Lincoln Park? There, there is a very different old. Yeah, okay. I mean, in this era, this this yeah. era that it's like hybrid you know, theory and yeah. Meteora stuff. So Lincoln Park. Breaking Benjamin, mm-hmm. Godsmack, mm-hmm. Disturbed, mm-hmm. and dare I say, Kid Rock, Kid Rock and Nickelback. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, see, no, I. So, but see what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying because uh, again, my bandmates have that same thing. They love that modern rock. They love Nickelback. Actually, they do, and it's very sad because I'm the only one in the band that doesn't like Nickelback, and I get shit for it. I feel like the opposite of what society feels. I get shit for not liking. Oh, you just don't like Nickelback because it's popular to not like Nickelback. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't like Nickelback because they suck. Like, there's, <laughs> it has literally nothing to do with a status quo or anything. It's just Nickelback is terrible, awful. You don't have to convince me of that at all. But to say that Nickelback and Breaking Benjamin are on the same plane, while I understand why they are sometimes grouped together, it's not justified. Would you say that the lead singer of Nickelback looks like a prettier Kurt Cobain? No, I've never thought that in my life. (laughs) So I couldn't say that. Um, But I do think the lead singer of Breaking Benjamin is probably my favorite vocalist of all time. Ben Burnley has a voice that cannot be replicated. Um, They are... Actually, in my opinion, getting better with each album. Their yeah. newest album, Ember, was their heaviest album. And if you don't believe me, I can show you. It's tons of stuff. It's much more screaming. They're down to so kind of like a unique voice, kind of like when you hear that Nickelback song or that disturbed. There's good unique. Disturb, and there's bad unique. There's that disturbed song. And, and that, let's ooh, be careful ah, ah, with disturb, all right? Because uh, I know somebody who used to be their manager, so <laughs> they have some good stuff. Um, but yeah, Nickelback, no, hey, man. not at all. I'll say I used to be a victim of listening to Disturbed oh. when I was younger. So yeah, but Disturbed, they like, were influential. Actually, in Down my, with the Sickness was a good yeah back then. Yeah, yeah. And now I listen to it. It's kind of like okay, you know, but it's not terrible. It's not like I mean, they have some songs that are literally just like oh ah oh ah. 
like just ran just that shit the whole time and you're just like all right i'm good no but, no hate if you like disturbed okay but here here's another one for you because corn gets grouped into this i love group. corn boom so what you can't I don't know maybe uh, maybe if i see disturbed live or something or you mean oh wait are we seeing they, might, they might be on sunday i don't think we're seeing them Maybe maybe no. it'll change my. The, see, you know, I, I normally, if you asked me that five years ago, I would have said probably. But I did see them this summer at Sonic Temple, and they really have lost. Not them in general, but David Draymond, the lead vocalist, he's really lost step. He seems like he's getting older and more winded, and it's just harder to do what he's. Well, yeah, to those do. the stuff that he used to is pretty yeah. uh, intense. Intense from a vocal standpoint. Yeah, and. Um, like I said, it's something you gotta appreciate. Definitely, like when you sure. hear disturbed, you're like, "Damn!" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, we could day, go on dude. and on for hours dude, about back this in the topic, day. I used to jam to that. Dude. All I know is that Breaking Benjamin right. for me, I'll never be embarrassed in my life because I, like I said, I proudly say they're in my top three favorite bands. Right. It's just something that I've I've grown up on them, and I. So this isn't it. This you would not. You're not appreciative of this being in my list. It's not that I'm not appreciative. Because you, if you're embarrassed to like it, then go for it. <laughs> but for me, I would never once be embarrassed to like it. Now, with my number four song, this is a song that I am extremely embarrassed to like. And this is the epitome of pop punk music. Oh, boy. This is Crash Romeo from the bottom of this bottle. <laughs> so that is pop punk. Yikes. Yep. And you were making fun of my shit? No, that's the point. That's the point <laughs> of all of this. <laughs> so the reason why I like this song and why I discovered this song, um, it was 2006 at Sounds of the Underground Tour, which was a big tour at the time, kind of took took where OzFest left off. And this bill was like As It Lay Dying, In Flames, Guar, Cannibal Corpse, uh... Horse the Band. You remember Horse the Band at all? The Chariot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like yep. that type of stuff too. And uh, they were giving out these free Eulogy Records compilations. And it was a bunch of, like Evergreen Terrace was on there. Oh, man. Uh, Set Your Goals. And this was one of the songs that was on there. And then listening to a lot of this like sceny stuff, I'm like, this isn't so bad. And at the same time, it was like literally right when I first met my wife. And I was still like, we weren't officially dating, and I was still talking to some other chicks at the time, and I was like trying to you figure out, dirty what, dog. No, I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do with my life, and some of these girls just did me wrong, you know what I mean? And that's what the emo is for. That's why I was like, this song, I, it speaks to me. Did you, know? you cut your wrists and black your eyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did see Hawthorne Heights at Warp Tour 2018, and it was terrible. 2017, maybe. Either way, it was awful. Like, nails on a chalkboard bad, but <laughs> um, Crash Romeo will always... I even had another song if it, I couldn't find this one, but uh, yeah, they're they're a band for whatever reason that I, I have 
fond memories of, I suppose. So, um, that's why I put probably the most wussy pop punk band ever out there. So, <laughs> all right. What are you? Uh, what number are we on? Number four. Right, what's your number four? That sick, nasty. Um, <laughs> he's embarrassed not because I'm, of the song. I'm waiting for Ryan <laughs> to pounce. Um, what I'm gonna say, uh-huh. it is a sin for those who don't know to like Datsik, right? Yes, and we went over this a couple podcasts ago. Yes, mm-hmm. well, this is Datsik, right? Um, however, this song and and really. Datsik's music is absolutely phenomenal. I just want to say, mm-hmm. and he is, or was, one of the best, like probably top three mm-hmm. dubstep producers in the world, a hundred percent. And um, then all the allegations and everything happened, and then he got blacklisted, and then blah blah blah. We kind of went over this before. Mm-hmm. Um, so now present time right it's a sin to like that sick but it's hard not to still like his music the problem i have with that is not that not the principle as much as the fact that if you listen to it you're you're putting money in his pocket that he doesn't deserve right that's that's the issue so like if you if not you but people in general go to his songs on spotify or, or whatever and they play them you know, you're gonna be supporting a cause that does no no longer needs supported. Right, which is unfortunate. Um, now it's really weird. I was just listening to Jamie Josta's uh, podcast about this because he was talking about Tim Lambesis from As Lay Dying. Right, and how it's there are certain people that can redeem themselves and all is well, like he did. He served his time in prison. He came out, and it was a very he did a very good campaign as far as asking for forgiveness, being very transparent with himself and everything. And then there are bands like Lost Prophets, where if you rape an infant, I don't want to ever hear your voice again. Right. You know? Um, so it's like, where's that line? Well, and what's weird about this specific situation with Datsik was that... I don't think there is ever any court. No. Or any, nothing ever no, came to court. No, it was never and, indicted in federal and, court. And, there might have been a civil suit, but that's maybe it. And, you know, so there's never really, like, unfortunately... I think that has good and bad things because, one, you you, you can choose your own opinion on him because there's nothing official, but at the same time, there's no closure. Right. There's no chance for him to redeem himself. And he never really came out and said, I did not do this. Which tells you all you need to know. Exactly. 
And then he just fell off the scene blacklisted. Mm-hmm. It's like people already knew. His agency already knew. Mm-hmm. He already knew. And you know what? You know. There is... I'm not going to say good for him, but there is something to be said for people that just eat it, you know, rather than try to fight something that that they know is already wrong. He definitely ate it, and then who knows? I mean, maybe he's... The thing is, nobody knows what he's doing. Mm. He could be building a case. Um, He could be... Like I said before, when we were in our EDM podcast, he could be producing right now under a different alias no one knows. Exactly. So And... I think he already did do that to begin with anyway. Mm, well, um, then that's even worse. But uh, Whatever. Anyway, yeah. yeah so No, the song itself song. Is, is lit. The yeah. second half of that song is badass play out. It always gets people going. So. Hell yeah. That yeah. means you gotta you, you can't rinse, though, if you play, play that song. Hmm? I mean, you can with cue points if you really want to. But Generally, when I have an EDM song that has like a better second drop than a first drop, I'll just play the whole thing. I don't give a I fuck. I just start from the middle. You you keep like pointing. the okay. like the yeah impact part mm-hmm. yeah right into the break yep yeah for whatever reason I just enjoy I enjoyed playing full songs if because if two drops were different then you could really sometimes I do especially if it was like trap style with me where like one drop would be trap the next would be hard style or vice versa because right. then the listener is so accustomed to one thing happening and then the other thing happens and they're like oh shit the fuck was that and sometimes songs are just meant to be played through sure. So. Especially trance songs, which we uh, might get to. A hundred percent, right. <laughs> All right, uh, where are we at here? Unlock phone. My number three is Limp Biscuit. Rolling, rolling, rolling. So Fred Durst gets such a bad rap. From what I, I I don't I he's kind of a dick, but he's not like super dick. I think he's misunderstood a lot, and it's a really talented group. John Otto and and uh, oh fuck, what's the other guitarist's name? He's dressed in like all black and white, or like paints himself in all black and white. I don't know. They're I enjoy them immensely. Anything with turntables, which by the way, I forgot to mention when we were doing Ball with a Ball that Kid Rock is actually an exceptional turntablist. Uh, that's how he started before he was even. Well, he's from Detroit, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it has something to do with it. He's he's really really good on vinyl. Um, but so is Limp Bizkit, and I I I I've been following them since uh, Three Dollar Bill. Uh, I remember getting this album from uh, this kid Corey that I went to high school with. Shout out Corey Hill, and uh, I got the Hot Dog Chocolate Chocolate starfish hot dog flavored water album and i my mom let me listen to it because it was all edited that was the one thing she was a real stickler on so i was like mom it's edited and there's a song the very first song i wanna fuck you like an animal it's like a nine inch nails cover but the whole song i think there's something like 80 or 90 f-bombs since it was edited it was just like it sounded like it was skipping because there's so many dubbing in it (laughs) it was like this is so stupid 
Um, but Roland was on that album, and I was a big fan of that. And then I even got a couple of their albums afterwards that, that I enjoyed. I I don't know. People don't like Limp Bizkit. There's a big stigma around them. It's very bro-ish. It's very uh, just in-your-face type of, I don't know, douchebaggery. That's a pretty good word. Yeah. But I, I, I like Limp Bizkit. I, but what, something that pisses me off is when Limp Bizkit is labeled new metal. You mean like Linkin Park and Breaking Benjamin? No, no, no. Linkin Park's new metal, Breaking Benjamin, is modern rock. Remember, I am the genre enforcer <laughs> here. No, Limp Bizkit is rap rock. New metal Slipknot. There's a difference. Uh, you disagree? E- no? I mean, Linkin Park. Lincoln Park's super new metal. Lincoln Park, at least the first two. Um, Breaking Benjamin, no. Limp Biscuit, you gotta Godsmack, you're, Kid you're, Rock. You're putting too many bands uh, in one umbrella. Nickelback. No, Nickelback. No, Nickelback and Limp Biscuit. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. I like Limp Biscuit. I assume you don't like Limp Biscuit. Would that be accurate? Uh, I mean. It's a little bit intolerable. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as bad as Nickelback. Eh. Close. It's pretty damn close. All right, all right. Well, hey, I like them, and that's that for me. So uh, what's your number three? Um, Miley Cyrus. Uh, slide away. <laughs> You're Hell yeah, get him, Miley. <laughs> so was this before Borgor ruined Miley or after? Nah, I don't think Borgor ever ruined Miley. Oh, you don't know? What? You know the song. Go ahead. Let's the, hear it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of it now. Fuck, uh, Borgor and Miley. Um, I can't remember the song right now. You don't know, know what I'm talking about? They well, did the song together? This song is brand new. Ah, so this is much after Borgor ruined Miley. Brand new. So Miley had Party in the USA, and that was her last... Uh, you know, good girl Miley song. And then when she did the song, Decisions. Decisions, but I want it all, because I get it all. I want to eat the whole cake. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. So he did a song with Miley Cyrus where they both sing on it. And um, as soon as, because when that video came out, she had she cut off all her hair. She was doing twerking and all that ratchet ass shit that she does now. So they always say there's a big there's a big saying about Miley. Borgor oh, ruined Miley. Borgor has a way with the girls. He man. does. I so mean, that's that's why I say is this before or after Borgor yeah. ruined Miley. So yes, this is much after. Yeah. Um. I like this song a lot. When I first heard mm-hmm. it on the radio, I actually sh- shazammed it like a week or two ago, and it was like Miley Cyrus. I'm like, what the fuck? Hmm. This Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I agree. 
It's real. You can hear a little flowy. bit the original Miley voice, but it's still it's masked enough where you're like. It's very flowy, very chill, which is what mm-hmm. I like. Yes, it is. So. So yeah, cool. Yeah. I got nothing real. I, I've never real hated on Miley. I hate her talking voice though. When she was in Hannah Montana, it was terrible. When Hannah she was Montana. in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when she was in uh, Two and a Half Men for a little bit, it was terrible. I just, uh, I don't know. It's that, that yokel type of voice that just like, her singing voice is gorgeous. Maybe she just sing the whole time and just <laughs> give us all a break. But all right. Uh, my number two is Backstreet Boys, Larger Than Life. So, Backstreet Boys are near and dear to my heart because I grew up on them, literally. I mean, when I was in summer camp, that, that they were the the band, the band, the boy band to like. Um, this is off their album Millennial that I know every word to every song. My wife's a big Backstreet Boys fan, and uh, a few years ago when she found out I was, she was listening in the car, and I just started singing every word, and she's like, what's happening right now? Like, I know every word to this boy band because that's who I grew up with. Hell, we did a talent show where I was Brian, my best friend Pete was like uh, AJ, my friend Josh was like uh, Nick Carter, whatever. We did like I Want It That Way for our talent show or whatever. Um, yeah, man, this is just nostalgic. <laughs> if you are if you were born in 1990 like I was, you this is just a part of your life. You had no, you had no choice. You know, this is just this is just Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Although I think Backstreet Boys are better than NSYNC, even though I like to listen to NSYNC more because they're the underdogs. They never got the same props. Now JT has made much of a much of a name for himself since then, and there's really no Backstreet Boy that's gone solo like that. Um, but they still tour and they still make bank. They sell out arenas. They just it's insane what they still do. And what they do now does not sound like the '90s boy band stuff. It sounds a lot like modern contemporary R&B. Um, Oh, I like Backstreet Boys. I'm not ashamed of it. Even though I, I mean, I guess I am, but I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is this not, you're not a boy band guy at all. What? Not a boy band guy. <clears throat> Probably not. No. Not even like LFO. You remember LFO? No. Nah. Hmm. Sugar Ray? I don't consider them a boy band per se. Uh, I don't know. Every morning there's a halo hanging from oh, the Oh, yeah, car. that's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you don't have much to say about it. That's this one. I, I mean,. Like. That's what I like, man. JT's the man. I can't sit here and talk shit. You wouldn't have JT without NSYNC, so you got to at least appreciate. Yeah, of course. Okay. I love JT. Good. We're we're good then. Um, okay. Number, what are we on? Number one? Two. Two. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I went first. I'm still confused. <laughs> What's your number two? Uh, Nirvana, Polly. Isn't me have a seed? Let me clip dirty wings. Let me take a ride. Cut yourself. Want some help? Please myself. 
Got some wrong, haven't told Promise you, haven't true Let me take a ride, cut yourself Want some please myself So, the reason why this made it so high up on my list and why I feel guilty about it, and a lot of people probably don't know, um, well... You killed a parrot. Do you do you know <laughs> what this song is about? <laughs> Polly want a cracker? No, I don't. It's actually about a rape that occurred in 1987. Mm. And this guy basically kidnapped this girl mm-hmm. and raped her and tortured her with a blowtorch and whatnot, and she ended up escaping to tell her story, and then the guy got arrested. Well, happy ending, I suppose. No, because this song is written from the rapist's point of view. Yikes. And if you look at the lyrics, and if you really listen to that with in mind, it's almost unbearable to listen to, but it's Hmm. so hauntingly... Sure good that you have to listen to that's it. nirvana well and they got a song called rape me so i mean yeah and an interesting thing about this song too and kurt cobain has an artist he purposely went to this antique store bought a guitar that does not stay in tune the only way he keeps it in relevant and any type of relevant tune for this song mm. is with duct tape mm. like he duct tapes it mm. and got it for thirty dollars and he just has a way of getting into your head. Mm-hmm. and um, But nobody knows what it's about. And if you watch the video from the MTV thing, mm-hmm. people clapping, cheering the, him the on. The unplugged thing that he yes. did right before he died. And if yeah. you watch his face at the end when they're clapping and cheering, it's just of absolute disgust yeah. and disgrace. Like, guys, do your research. <laughs> he was, yeah, well, he was a big feminist and stuff and you know, sure. all that. But that's why I feel guilty about listening to it. You know, other people, it's not because of other people, it's because I know what it's about. Yeah, it's an internal guilt. Yikes. Correct. Oof. Yeah, took a turn. We're going to go there tonight. That is going to be all fun and laughs. But now I get it. It's it's an interesting pick for your list for sure. Okay, number one. Can you take me higher? Creed higher. So, I had a very unhealthy obsession with Creed when I was growing up. I saw them live. I literally went to go see a movie only because they were on the soundtrack. Oh, my Turned God. Turned out that that movie was Titan AE, which is one of the occult classic animated movies of all time, what I love now. But, yeah, the point remains. I had all their albums. Every time they were on VH1 Behind the Music, I would make sure I was at my TV at that moment so I could watch that documentary of them. Um, just everything about Creed. I was a huge fan. 
and I don't know. I, Scott Stapp sucks as a vocalist. Let's be real. Everything's so forced. But Mark Tremonti makes up for it completely on guitar. Dude, even now with uh, Miles Kennedy, The Conspirators, or uh, Alter Bridge, or even his own band, Tremonti, like, he kills it. Uh, so I know all the words to every song front and back on all their first three albums. Human Clay is my favorite album. I remember specifically being in the car. I even remember where I was. It was on Smith Road in Akron. And my mom was driving, and their song, What If, from the same album, came on the radio on WMS. It's like, what if I... You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and it's like, it's like quote-unquote, heavy for like Creed, you know? And my mom at the time was like, you can't listen to this. This is too heavy. And she turned it off. I'm like, hindsight being what it is, Creed, not heavy at all. Um, she ended up being a fan, and actually we went to the concert together, so that was pretty cool. Ironic. Uh, very much <laughs> during their... During their uh, uh, weathered tour but uh yeah everything i am ne- i'll never be ashamed i'll be embarrassed but never ashamed there's a difference to like creed because they just were a huge part of my childhood and they're they're great in the past now they don't need to continue to do anything scott stapp like i said he's got a lot of issues he had battled alcoholism his whole life and just ruined all kinds of other people's lives in doing so um but that's Creed. That's my number one. I love. I I, I can't seem to say I loved them because I still I love them. You know. Yeah, I'm sure you're not a Creed fan. Oh, they're all right. Yeah, that's interesting because they don't fall in line with Nickelback. They kind of do, yeah. Mm-hmm. But how can they be all right then? Nickelback's all right. No. You never asked my opinion on Nickelback. Oh, see, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not all right. At least not for me. But uh, okay, we're down to your number one. My number one is Above and Beyond with Zoe Johnston, Good For Me Club Mix. So her uh, vocals on this are hauntingly beautiful. Very operatic. Yeah. From what I can tell. Oh, I love Zoe Johnston and above and beyond too. Um, why it's on my guilty pleasures and why is it number one? At the time when I was getting out of metal and kind of making the transition into um, electronic music forcibly, forcibly let me tell you because there are some issues that <laughs> were going on but i don't want to talk about that right yeah, now yep. on here because it's real real personal sure um but this is one of the songs i started listening to and i got a lot of shit from my friends and stuff um that were real big in the metal and they're like oh my god why da, 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 you know like sure going on and on and then but i liked it and it pretty much changed my life to where I started really getting big into electronic music with Tiesto, old Tiesto, Dead Mouse, this, um, and other things, and I really was playing 
DJ stuff a lot in gay bars is where I started playing mm-hmm. at. And um, just a couple other places. And, you know, because of the stigma that I was playing in gay bars and playing trance. And, you know. Trance has a stigma in it, its own. And <laughs> I kind of, especially in the area, I kind of got a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. But powered through it. Yeah. And uh, there I am. So, yeah. Yeah, because trance is very. I mean, I had to, I actually had to travel to New York multiple times mm-hmm. just to be able to see real trance because it just is not a well, thing. Well, that's where why we I want to go to EDC so bad because there's a whole stage that's dedicated to trance music all night. Right. That's what I would. So, so New York is like the only place to go. L.A. Or I mean, not L.A. Las Vegas. Well, I mean, near to us. Sure. And it's still near to us is if you don't like 10 flying to eight ten hours away just to see. So I multiple times because just here i mean it's you either like dubstep house yeah that's another thing i caught a lot of flack for liking different genres in the electronic scene too mm-hmm. well you don't like you know as like a dubstep concert well you listen to house music you're not real you know and then especially yeah. though the house tech house heads are are, awful. oh my god and they're like well you listen to trance or you listen to dubstep, you're not a real house. That's techno. literally the equivalent of me saying, Oh, you you don't listen to deathcore, you only like mathcore or mathcore. Wow. Mathcore. <laughs> mathcore. <laughs> or metalcore. You're not a real metalhead. You only like one subdivision. Yeah. Like that's just so foolish. So I caught a lot of flack from a lot of different angles. Mm. And it actually even still to this day, something I kind of struggle with because like when I'm writing, I try to. I feel like sometimes I try to appease certain demographics right, too because much because you have to balance what people want to hear with what you enjoy. And the problem was I was so involved in the house and techno, and trance and dubstep scenes, mm-hmm. each one of them, that if I did one thing or the other, I would piss off an entire group of people. Basically, now though, I'm like all those groups of people are either going to fucking like it or they're fucking going to not. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. Um, but it was, yeah, it was kind of a struggle. And this song kind of ties into that. And then the transition from playing metal music out all the time and being in bands to doing everything solo. Right. Um, you know, I kind of, I cut off a lot of people that were super toxic and just, it was just, you know. Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's uh, this song for yeah. me. It's no, that's like... a good good choice. Definitely a good choice. Better than Versace, so. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let that one go. Um, all right, well, that's it for us. We're going to be making a uh, five-hour drive to Louisville next week to uh, check out some awesome bands and possibly interview some awesome bands. And we'll have a full report back uh, the weekend after that. And then we've got a couple of guests already lined up for you. Um, in all different kinds of genres, and there's going to be some really good interviews coming up here. So I hope you enjoyed our eight-part countdown series. It was a lot of fun for us. We learned a lot about each other, and we also learned a lot about different kinds of music in general. Um, And we will do another countdown series of some kind probably in a couple months. Um, We're going to get back to guests for now, but uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in and you're not going to want to miss uh, the next episode because like I said we're doing a lot of really cool things in Louisville uh, at Louder Than Life Festival and uh, that's it so as always we're out we're out